You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I have been thinking about... I've been thinking about if the cycle that we've seen where cards go down in price in the off season, um, if and then they go up during the season. Now, granted, obviously you have to have a good season, but I've been thinking about if that cycle is going to continue. And I well, so to answer the question, I think it's yes, but I think we're gonna see some differences when it comes to what exactly happens. Because I think when, you know, I mean, just for a pretty decent example, I still think we don't, um, we do, I still think we don't realize as card people, and, and maybe other people do, and maybe I'm projecting uh, something that everyone else thinks, but we, we're still in a cycle where Luca cards at the beginning of last season... And I'm gonna keep harping on this point, and I don't know. You know, it's it's just it's insane. It's an insane concept and point that you could have been buying Luca cards last summer during the off season. Now, granted, we're we're in the off season, and then the next season starts. So for basketball, I think we're gonna see. I think we're. I don't know because I think I, you know the weird thing was that people were selling like Giannis's and LeBron's and Luca's. Now, granted, I sold my Luca's already, but people were selling. After the playoffs, like, or, well, for Giannis and Luka after, LeBron's still in. But people were selling after the playoffs. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and I don't know if somebody, you know, somebody maybe bought it at, I think probably more than likely what happened was that someone bought it at 2K and it went down to, four, this is the Luka card, and it went down to 13, 1400 and they panicked and they're like, well, I'm just gonna, they're almost out for half of the money that they put in, so... I don't know, and especially with a player like Luca. I mean, if you're selling any Giannis cards and you're selling those cards for four, like four fifty, like three fifty, even like that's just insane. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make sense to sell. Like, it does. It's the same reason it doesn't make sense to sell LeBron because I think you're the long term is what you should be looking for when it comes to what you're buying and selling. And that's like the opposite of what that's like the opposite of what you should be doing because you want to look long term, but you also don't want to sell when it's like low. Because like this could be the I think honestly this could be the cheapest we ever see Giannis cards again because if he or or next year I mean I guess next year if he if he has another season where he doesn't perform you may see no I think this year is probably the lowest because I think what's going to happen is they're going to go back up to where they were at. And then from there, they're going to go up till the end of the season. And if he makes it farther or he doesn't, that's going to affect the card. But so the cycle we're in now is kind of the point, the overall point. Like, football wasn't really affected. I think we we saw the first week. There wasn't I, – I may do a recap. I may not – I'm not 100% sure. But either way, I think you look – if you look at – football hasn't been affected. Their cycle – Everything happened right on cue. They had uh, the NCAA Finals. They had the Super Bowl. They had the 
draft, they had free agency, the training camps, and then obviously no preseason. But then the season started on time. There wasn't even a delay in the season. So that's good for football, obviously. Is it? And I don't necessarily even think that it's bad for basketball because or hockey, I guess, and baseball, sort of. But like, I'm just wondering how. Where are we going to see, like, what's going to be the new norm for, ugh, I hate that I use that term. What's going to be, the what's going to happen now, and where are the percentages going to go up and down during this offseason? Are we, or are we going to see, like, you know, is could there be a change where superstar cards don't go down, but, like, the rookie cards go down? Maybe that's something that happens. But, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know, and I, I'm just trying to speculate and maybe even how you can prepare and how to think forward. Because even if you're not looking into the off-season cycle, I think looking into kind of just forward thinking about cards is important because hypothetically, say, you, I, I don't know, this, is, this, this isn't really, a, I don't think this is a good example, but I'll use it. Say you're really high on somebody and then their cards drop pretty significantly. Um... And then they never kind of come back, and they never, they never uh, play well, or something like that. And like I said, it's not really a great example. Uh, you want to think forward about like either when you want to sell, like what or what uh, profit you want to sell at, or loss you want to sell at, like when you want to sell the exact card. Because if you're not, if you're not trying to forward think you're going to maybe miss new trends, you're going to maybe miss a set that was a little bit cheaper that now actually is just as expensive as uh, Prism. Mosaic is a, is a set that I'm, I've become more interested in, and I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. It's a set I've become more interested in um, as I have been as I have been looking at the football cards. But either way, I mean, I think the forward-thinking aspect of cards is something that's important because it always is giving you... Or, I mean, I guess there's a couple different ways. You, it's important if you want to flip cards, but if you're just buying and holding, like, just buy LeBron and Giannis. Because at this point, I mean, Giannis is, like, one of the best players. LeBron is one of the best players. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this is where you should be looking at what Giannis will be doing in two seasons. Or, like... What um, or where he's gonna go? Or I don't. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere, but potentially where he might go. Actually, I think he has a long-term contract in LA, so I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think that's kind of the the mindset that I have, at least. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, because I'm sure there's people that are doing this on a month-to-month basis, where they or I mean, even week to week, because. I'm sure there are cards that you can flip in like a week on eBay. Like now, if with eBay with all the fees and stuff, I think it's a little bit harder to exclusively flip on eBay, especially if you're flipping a high volume card. Like if you're flipping a card that doesn't really have too high of a volume, um, like Luca Prisms, you're not over, you're not selling it for more than what it's actually worth. But if you're selling like I don't know. I mean, some some like random, some random player. If you're looking into not even maybe, maybe not even a random, but a good player, but you're looking at like rookie autographs or something like that, like or or maybe a low numbered prism. I guess that could be it as well. Like you could look at low numbered prisms and say, 
you're going to buy this one today because in a week from now you're expecting like and this is where the gambling slash fantasy aspect kind of I think comes into play a little bit more is like if hypothetically say you have um, some sort of low numbered high I mean I I don't know I, I don't know an exact example but like say you had a low numbered player who goes off like has like a really good game and you maybe you paid a decent amount for it but and maybe it was uh I don't know I'm not sure of the example I'm trying to use I'm not sure if this is a good example but like for flipping at least cuz I don't even know if this is a way you could do it but I'm just I'm just saying like a, a card that doesn't sell very often has a better chance of someone spending more on it than like a Luca card like you're not hypothetically like last summer I was looking into potentially buying and selling exclusively Luca because like I noticed that they were all selling between $65 and $85. So if you buy these cards at $65, um, essentially you're buying on the low end of the kind of the, the scale that those cards are on. And you, you would have to do a lot of volume to really make some significant money. Cause even if you sold it at, at, at excuse me, at 85, you're still looking at fees on fees everywhere, and it's probably 13 to 15 percent of fees. So, like realistically, even if you even if you bought it for 65, you sold it for 85, you're really only making like 10 to 12 dollars in profit. Which, granted, that's good. I don't I don't want to um, discourage anybody from doing that. But when I was for and now for. These higher price Lucas. I mean, it's you know, if the if the scale is twelve hundred to fifteen hundred, I think you have to look at like, because I don't even know that may not even be the correct correct numbers. I'm kind of sort of making them up, but I'm making them up off of an example of when I was looking into buying and selling cards and high volume cards. Like so, that high volume card, if you see in the last week. It hasn't sold for which. Granted, you could have been the other kind of crazy thing is you could have been buying Lucas and then like a week later flip them and then buy another one and then a week later flip it when it the price goes crazy and that's just that has happened. Like this whole season, we saw Luca cards kind of continue to just go up, which I don't necessarily think is how it's going to work in the future. I think when more people get involved. There's not going to be as drastic. There's not going to be a one season. There's not going to be a, a season where a card goes from four, like especially a Luca card. There's not going to be. There's not ever going to be a season where a card goes from forty dollars to two thousand dollars. I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I mean, unless you're talking. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know who would be fifty dollars right now. Like, because fifty dollars, you're not even getting like one of the top, like. I don't. I don't even. I'd have to look into it. Who you can even get for fifty? Or I mean, let's even be a little bit generous here. Like sixty-five to seventy dollars. There's no car that you can buy that I know of. I mean, obviously, if I knew the car, then you'd be buying it like no other. I mean, soccer is really the only sport I can see that happening where you could buy the best rookie card. Like you're buying Luca Prisms for seventy-five to eighty dollars, and I know. I've been scaling it at 60, 65, 70, because it was all over the place last summer in a couple different places. So I just look at that and I say, is that is the cycle of people buying cards in the offseason, how extreme is that going to become? Oh, and sorry, the original, the actually the point about we haven't seen, 
we're still in this cycle where the Luca car we're still in the same season when Luca cards went from $65 to $2000 to $1500. So, I think we are I don't know. I, I you know, if you had bought some Luca cards, you're rich at this point. Like you you are not you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know rich um rich from the sense that like you I don't know, you probably did fairly well with those Luca cards. Um, and if you sold them, you probably sold them for a pretty significant profit. But we're still in that same season when those Luca, when the cards did that. So I don't know if it's a realization that people need to think about, or like how people need to see what's going to happen. Because, like, granted, I mean, the Luca cards they went up like I don't know what the percentage is, but like twenty thousand percent or something. I don't know. That's maybe a made up number. But then they went down fifty, and everyone's freaking out. It's like, but they weren't freaking out when they were going from twenty. Or when they were going from 50 to 2,000. Like, people, sure, people were talking about it, but people weren't like. It seems like there's more people talking about the market crashing than there was people talking about the market increasing, I guess. And, 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 you know, that. Actually, I don't exactly think that's correct. I think it's more more of just people not realizing that we still are in, like, this crazy market where we we don't really know what's going to happen. Maybe that's kind of the point. It's It's not necessarily that people are talking about the crash more than they are talking about the increase but i think people don't people don't necessarily realize that we're still in such a high like high increase of those cards that like i don't know what exactly could happen cuz this is not what i expected the cards to do like now granted luca kind of cemented himself this season as one of probably a top 10 maybe arguably top five players so i think that also has some factors but i just think that we need to think forward on what could happen like what'll happen at the end of the football season like what's going to happen at the end of this baseball season like baseball cards have kind of gone up a little bit but like where where does the where does the uh, what's the word i'm looking for where does the audience sit on like if if football is still going on, are people going to just not even go in on baseball and they're just going to go with football? I don't, you know, I don't know. I think these are all interesting questions, but I think the cycle is something that we need to keep in our heads and realize that you shouldn't be buying basketball cards at the end of the year. Now, baseball, I would probably avoid buying them right now. I would probably wait another couple months. I mean, January, February, that's when football is in like full swing and I don't people aren't thinking about baseball. So I would still baseball can still sort of have a regular cycle now granted they they started late. They didn't have really the spring training that they needed um but I do think that that cycle and the football cycle are going to be a little bit un um uh what's the word I'm looking for? un disturbed but I do think that like basketball and I don't know about as much about hockey but I think basketball we're going to see some crazy stuff because the season for basketball starts I think they said it's supposed to start around Christmas um I'm not 100% sure either way if they've come to a solution of what they think should be the actual um start date so that's a that we still have to wait on that we still obviously have the draft we still are going to have free agency but overall, I think we're we're going to be sitting in kind of a weird spot for the for the next few months because it's going to all the all the off season stuff is going to happen in like a a two two month window where normally it's four or five months. So 
I think that's going to be kind of a, an interesting thing to watch. Uh, and, and that's all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Go leave a review on iTunes if you haven't. Thank you to everybody on Spotify. Go follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. Um, thank you all for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.